<laughs> yep, it's a stupidly small podcast. This Wednesday, 11th of March, 2015. That's Lauren Clark. Hello, Hi. Lauren. How are you, Fazball? Fazball. I don't know. Oh, good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back. Hump day and all. Hump day and all. <laughs> yeah, job. The voice is back, which is nice too. You mean the croaker or? <clears throat> no, no, no. The, the croaker. Yeah. No, that seems like a... It's like the crooner only... Not as sexy. Not, not sexy, <laughs> unappealing and impossible to listen to. No. Well, I mean, it's lucky I've got a voice at all from all the screaming I was doing overnight. Ramseying it up in the kitchen? Oh, no, no, no. No? Not at all, dear Laura. No, no, this is in the what middle of the night. What are you screaming about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, poor sounds... <laughs> Rather than enjoyable, yeah. Scre- does it though? Hang no, on. no, it doesn't <clears throat> Let's at all. Pull it I back. Just, yeah, just scre- there was no. I was screaming overnight. No, it doesn't. I'm kidding. I'm just trying screaming. to make a double entendre out of something that wasn't really there. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Screaming. Oh yeah, and remind me of something in a minute. But uh, good, uh, that promises to be entertaining. Yeah. It's not really. Yeah. Um, we had an earthquake. Here in Melbourne, Did you Australia. feel that? I mean, I'm sure our American listeners are seeing it right now on CNN. It's huge. It's huge. It's going to be across the world. The BBC have probably got people on the way over to cover it. Is it hashtag tremor? Hashtag. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. The other thing being reported are hashtags. Yeah. There is <laughs> As no usual. story. As usual. Mm. I've got a friend because it was in, was it in Pakenham? Yes. Mount, one of my favourite places, Pakenham Upper. Um <sighs> Pakenham, it was impact. Literally, that is a place name. Why are you scoffing at me? I'm not scoffing. I know what it is. Pakenham Upper, is I it? I married cra- into Pakenham. Crack- you married? Did you marry into Pakenham Upper or Pakenham, Pakenham. Downer? <laughs> well, yeah. Real Pakenham, real Downer. No, there was no Pakenham Upper when I was a kid. Oh, well, they've, they've uh, become quite um, divided as a community, obviously, since then. Uh, but point is, I know somebody who was there and like that her horses were like, you know, concerned and stuff. That wow. was the most... Their horses were concerned. That was the most kind of dramatic reportage I got on the wow. uh, tremor overnight. Why, what did you hear? Well, Viv that? from uh, Dandong Ray just tweeted, quite a rumble under the house. Did anyone else feel it? See, that's the thing. When we have earthquakes, uh, the thing that people tweet is, did anybody feel that? Yeah. Is it just me? Rita, as I walked through the door, whole house shook. That's Rita from Pakenham. Earthquakes <laughs> just shook our house in Nary Warren, said Rob. The thing is, yeah. like with everything else in this country, yeah. um, we should be re- renamed from, I mean, which the lucky country, which isn't really a, 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 a compliment anyway, but we should take that away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what what could we rename ourselves? I mean, it, it needs we, – we should be the – Well, we kind of yearn for drama sometimes, don't we? So we want it to be a big earthquake or like when we get in – when something that we do gets reported in the international papers, it's on the front page of our paper, how it was reported, you know, and it's got those front – those photo those those like – Photos of front pages from like the Boston Globe and, the and there's like a little square down the bottom. Yeah, but are we are we the desperado? The desperado country. That'll actually that could boost tourism, surely. Why? Actually, how could it? 
<laughs> it would uh, no, the desperado. I just mean in terms of for, for that kind of the attention seeker country. We're yearning for what well, we've always. White Australia has always been confused about who we are and what we're trying to do. And when I say we, I mean that is the you know the there's this kind of difficulty whenever you're defining a country mm. to do that. Because how can you do that? But it's a particular difficulty with Australia and we're particularly confused about our history and where we're supposed to be headed next. And there's this whole, oh, we're supposed to be like kind of lazy and laconic and not care. Uh, And at the same time, we're hugely protective about, you know, our sovereign bloody idea of ourselves. Anyway, did that get a little bit serious for you? The earthquake. No, my analysis then No, I appreciate that because you know how we go on about um, the Anzacs and, you know, how how great we were in in the battles and all All that stuff. All of which is, most of which is a manufactured kind of myth. But anyway, yeah. It would have to be because we we are, I think we are the country you don't want to be standing next to in a real crisis. Like, (laughs) seriously, we've said this before. Our biggest crisis half the time is um, making sure we've stocked the cupboards before Good Friday. (laughs) Yeah. It is. So if there's yeah. a tremor, it's like, oh, take it easy, Japan. We've got the real deal, you know. <laughs> See you, San Fran. Well, least of all, New Zealand, which like completely is is on a fault line. And, so if New Zealand has an one of its major cities and yeah, is still recovering. several times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Napier was rose up out of the sea and sunk back down, and you know, like it's a completely, and it's a meter away from Australia, but. Uh, but yeah, so, so we had the rumble in Pakenamapa. I don't think anybody would really claim that it was like that huge a deal, except that it doesn't happen here, and so we everybody gets all worked up. It's like maybe it's like this to defend us a little bit. Okay. Maybe it's like in other countries, everybody thinks uh, Australia is full of like poisonous snakes and you know like animals that are going to kill right. you. Just just stop you. Yeah. How many poisonous snakes have you seen in your time here? Oh, many. Like face to face. Many, because because I grew up in the bush. Red belly black snakes, brown snakes. You grew up in the bush. It was the bush when I grew up there. I went to school. I know. I don't think you understand where I went Excuse to school. Excuse me, I grew up in the suburb next year. No, I'm telling you. And I'm older you. than you. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. Where I went to school, there were literally horses in the schoolyard that like would escape from. I had horses at my that, school. I know you did, but would, would escape from like a farm, like five farms away, and just wander down. Like it was a kind of a. I, it's now, by the way, a did supermarket. You tweet about it. It is literally a supermarket. Mm. Yeah, I'm totally claiming to. But my point is about about sna- dangerous animals. Is everybody else thinks we've got heaps of those? Yeah. Uh, at, but then when they have something. They're all, oh, I saw a spider on the wall kind of thing. And we're all, whatever. Maybe that's us with earthquakes. I don't know. I've seen one snake in my life. And You're that was kidding. In Death Valley, you California. You are kidding. You have seen one snake in your life. Yeah, in California. I nearly stepped on a rat. That blows my mind. Really? One snake? Yeah. I haven't uh, seen I think one, that is really unusual. I haven't seen one crocodile. I think that is extremely unusual in, in Australia. You know what you see? Kangaroos. No. Now, kangaroos are going to punch your head in, that's fine. No, you, no you. I can't count the number of snakes I've seen. And I'm talking a metre away from me. <laughs> what are you doing that for? You don't believe me. This yeah. is extraordinary. This is like blowing my mind that you mm. have never seen. Can you be excited? Well, 
sure. You get, you're being a bit Australian about this. I know, but You've seen I, the most snakes in the world? No, compared to one. I think you're exaggerating. That was overseas. You're a crazy – you're a weirdo. I can't how believe so? it. Because how can you claim this is – I've seen penguins. Yeah, so is – Wallaby uh, upside down the road. Have you seen a dead wallaby? Yeah, they that's awful. Of, well, no, it's, it's, it's awful, terribly awful. But it's Why? funny in that their legs stick up in the air. They look like they're having the greatest sleep in the history of uh, sleeping <laughs> animals. Really? Until the council guy draws a big X on it. But – They've got their legs sticking in the air. Uh, to, I mean, maybe just to say, look, it's been logged and noted and uh, come and get it, Barry. You just made that up. Why else would come the council guys be... Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would the council guys be drawing on dead fauna? No, nah, you made that up. I didn't know. It's just true. Councils go around drawing on dead animals. I would like to know the real reason if somebody <clears> could tell me. Like the actual... Like I, I take it at something like that. I just told you the real reason. No, nah, I want somebody who knows something to tell me the real Somebody who's seen a snake. In this country to tell me the reason for the wildlife thing because you've only ever seen one snake. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, my point, well, I think I'm answering my own point then or your point in that it's not a dangerous country. We have to just take a step back. Yeah. Right, and all prepare for Good Friday, which well, is I must, rapidly approaching. I must approaching. say I have never <laughs> – true. I have never been bitten by a snake. Yeah, no, of that's course. never happened. Do you know anyone that has been bitten by a snake? No, this see, is I the don't. Thing. No, and but we all got training. Did you get training at school? No. How to deal with a snake bite, and then of course well, it's not the thing anymore. Well, you tie a shoelace on your neck. No, but you don't anymore. It's changed like about half a dozen times. Okay, so what we were told was wrong. So now we Google it on our phones in the middle of the bush. Hey, you asked me to remind you of something. Oh, I can't remember. what Ah, uh, this always happens with you. You are terrible. Yeah, one day I'll write, I should write things down. You should. No, just like five seconds ago, you told me. I would me have to written it on my hand, except I would have given myself worms. No. And two of us in the one room with worms does not make it okay. a healthy room. For those who have not heard this before, I do not have worms. I write on the back of my hand, and somebody lied to Stuart when he was a child and told him that if you write on the back of your hands, you get worms. You can't remember the thing that you told me five seconds ago to remind you about. No. This is what happens. Sometimes Stuart will send me a text message and it'll say, remind me, colon, thing, topic. Mm. And I will say, tell me now, you will forget. And he will say, really, seriously, just remind me about it. No, don't even worry. It's amazing. It's like going to blow your mind. Mm. How would I ever forget this? I don't think I've ever heard any one of those things that you've ever. It doesn't matter. Look, we've got bigger things. We should be banding together, not, um, you know, arguing with Okay. Our plates are slowly shifting. So what are we doing? What's the so the desperate country mm. limps towards Good Friday is basically our position, is it? The desperate country limps towards Good Friday, correct. Excellent. I look forward to it. Stupid. Now Lars. Mm. Um, we have been talking a lot about our bureau chiefs around the globe. Yes. Which okay. is an important thing. Uh, what it's what keeps a stupidly small podcast relevant. <laughs> oh, that's what does it. Okay. <laughs> yes. I was wondering. Yeah. And it, it ensures this stupidly big media empire continues to grow. It does. Yeah. Our reach increases to the point now where we're getting um, articles in um, some of the Murdoch press, like slandering us, slagging us off, mm. and saying that we shouldn't have all the funding that we get. Yeah, all that and, money. Yeah. And the, <laughs> uh, the reach that we have is unfair and uncompetitive. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Trying to talk we, to the HCC, blah, yeah, blah, blah. We're just yeah. going to continue on our way. Yeah. 
But I because ha- we're monolith or a monolith. A monolith doesn't care what anyone thinks of us. Can yeah. you explain monolith? No, it's mono being one. But yeah. what's the lith? Why do you do this to me? Because you're the smart one. You're supposed to just go bing. It, that's that's not how smart I am. Why you're looking that? <laughs> Why you looking that up? I'm going to just pose something yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a request yesterday. Yeah. From a person, and. They wanted to be a bureau chief. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a bureau chief. <clears throat> it's one that we haven't addressed, and I think it's good that we address it anyway. Yeah. Of a place yeah. that isn't necessarily a place. Say that again. Mm. It's a bureau chief. It's like a concept, conceptual pl- Tell me what it is. Well, look, it's a part of a, a suburb mm. that this person inhabits, right? Yeah. Um, but he sort of named it after himself and has drawn it on a wall. Huh. And his friend Japani got stolen from there. <laughs> so he's claimed this turf. So hang on. This is your friend Japani friend whose friend Japani got stolen at work. Right. And he chased it down and found it. Yes. Um, any follow-up on that, by the way? It's the most interesting story you've told me for some time. <laughs> no follow-up. Okay. Do update me. Left um, the police out of it. Left um, street vengeance out of it. Agreed to disagree. Seems a shame. Street you like a bit of street vengeance? Street vengeance with dancing usually. I've seen a lot of uh, <laughs> musicals. No. Uh, okay. So that guy musicals. has... <laughs> oh, don't. Has got a... Um, that guy has got a fictional Part of the kingdom. that he inhabits. He's so he's a kind of... King of his domain, and his domain extends from Blast Street to Blast Street in this certain area. Yeah, and he's re- and he's on a wall. He's painted a massive sign that says where he is. What wall in his house or? No, it's on the street. So he's gone out and he's and he's destroyed public property. Well, no, I would say he's say... enhanced public property. <laughs> I'm kidding, but what is he? Where is he done? Can we go and witness his work? Yeah, I'll get him to send some in, but yeah. He would like to be the bureau chief of Funky Town. Of, I beg your pardon, Funky Town. Funky Town. I think that works. The bureau chief of Funky Town. Yes. But if we, if we allow... With the village people in town at the moment, I think that, that could be Oh, quite now you're apt. on board with the village people that you absolutely tore apart yesterday, are you? Well, no, look, can I just say, though, mm. I tore apart the village people in the 70s, right, as a five-year-old. And I, I continue say. that. Lisa, I'm nothing but consistent. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So you realise that if we do this... I tore apart the village people. <laughs> <laughs> you were solely responsible for their demise uh, and rupture. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. If we do this, yeah. we this is what is called in legal circles a floodgates argument. Oh, yes. If we allow... This friend of yours to be the bureau chief of Funky Town, Funky Town yes. um, then are we going to allow anybody to be bureau chiefs of fictional places? Well, only if they uh, draw a massive mural no. on the wall. No, I think we could. I don't see a problem with it. I don't like it. He has ownership oh, of Funky Town. Only if it's your friend. No, huh? my friend. He's our bureau chief. It was a request. I think people, if somebody feels strongly enough, mm. About, you know, some kind of semi-fictional, as long as it's not completely ridiculous. And there is a committee, it's you and me, 
who mm. gets to decide these things. But we need to just look. You can't just let the mayor of Funky Town, bureau the chief. bureau chief of Funky Town, in mm. and say, "Well, everybody else has to play by can, the sensible postcode rules." Well, yeah, no, but you have to be able to prove that the area has a particular name. For, but what for if a it was like, I don't know. Something that's not necessarily an area, you know. What if it's I'm going to be the bureau chief of? No, we don't. We don't leave the planet that far. We're not a hippie organisation. You know what? I'm open to it, and I'm fifty percent of the vote. So I think you might find actually, Lauren, you're forty nine percent. There was a little thing that you didn't, uh, you neglected to read. Now, it Lauren, doesn't seem like me, Farrell, <laughs> neglecting to read. <laughs> I think you may have us mixed up there. Yeah. Tell me one thing. Yes. You see a person under the age of say. Oh no. Going to go young people today are the worst again. <clears throat> no, no, yeah. under 75 is pretty broad. Yeah, brush, okay. Right? Yeah, that's young for ABC audiences. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've got a young ABC listener. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 75. Spring chicken. Yeah. Below. That's their uh, teenage demographic. Mm. And they're wearing a bow tie. Do you automatically think you're a. Uh, a what's, what's a G rated version of the word I'm looking for? Uh, pretentious? Pretentious is too kind. But yes, do you think bow ties? Do you know what I think? Mm. I think bow tie, if you're expressing, if you're wearing a bow tie, you're attempting to express individuality and creativity through the form of neckwear. <laughs> and that is up to you. You know I am very, I am very, don't like judging people for what they look like. I think that is not, you can't do that and also look like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to judge people for what they look like. And mm, interesting given what I just said. You and I do not dress as though we're not fashion plates. No. So therefore I I expect other people to let me wear whatever I like. I say you I can would... let it. I'm just saying you can wear whatever you want, person. But I'm going to have an opinion of you because of what you're wearing. Yeah, I don't. So the bow tie. I mean, not everything. Like if you're just wearing a pair of daggy pants and daggy no, shirt. No, because you say leggings are not pants and things like that, which I find judgmental as well. I didn't say leggings are not pants. Did that you? was what we used to cop. No, no. Right, right, right. Uh, maybe was it, was a, it was a, a listener wrote yeah. in and said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, lots of people. Uh, I think it was actually Mel, one of our listeners, who said leggings are not pants. Mm. I think leggings are fantastic. Mm. But I think, uh, what are they called? Bow ties. Bow ties. Uh, if you're going to sit there and try and uh, defend the bow tie on you, a young man. But you don't have to wear a suit every day. Yes. What's that to do with wearing a bow tie? Well, if you're stuck wearing a suit and it's the only thing you can wear and you like dressing well and, you know, expressing yourself through. You know someone that wears bow ties, don't you? I don't think I do, actually. Although I do work in the legal world and it is something that, um, barristers tend to do like really like you know hello be 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 warned I'm a you know fascinating stimulating person all right they wear don't they wear the Colonel Sanders tie what's that like a bow tie with the two little strings coming down off it no what you know, is that do you know who Colonel Sanders is who's Colonel Sanders you don't know who Colonel Sanders is is that the the guy off the the you know KFC or whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. Then I suddenly thought it was like a character out of it. Why? 
No, I don't know what the bits of string are. It's just a part of America where they used to like bits of string. Anyway, the point is... What is that called, a type what? of tie called? Is that still a bow tie? I Colonel do Sanders? not know what you're talking about. I can't picture... I'm going to Google Colonel You can't Colonel picture Sanders. Colonel Sanders? Nah. What sort of childhood did you have? Well, I just told you. <laughs> Hang around with horses in the middle of something that you don't think is the country, but there were lots of snakes. Um, anyway, I'm going back to my original argument. Colonel Sanders. Yeah. And I'm, I'm refining it so you get it a bit more. If you're under 30 and you're wearing a bow tie... I'm going to consider you a certain type of person. Oh, well, be warned. <laughs> I think if you're wearing a bow tie, you're saying you're, oh, no, barristers don't wear that sort of tie. No. Well, they have dresses and they have wigs. No, they don't. No. No, they wear kind of like, you know, like wacky colours with polka dots and stuff. I'm talking they really want to express themselves through their tie. They really want to say, and you know what? In a world where people judge on appearance mm. all the time, mm. Doing something like that is not a stupid thing to do because if you're saying, look out, I'm a character, which well, is about as characteristic, it's about as like wacky you're, as you can get when you're... You're a different type of bow tie. I'm, I'm referring to one particular person. That's the young bloke that's on my kitchen rules at the moment. Ah. With his greased down hair and go. his bow tie. Okay, and well, I'll I tell you now, I cannot stand this bloke. My kitchen rules. Really? I had one day off and I watched a cooking show. Wow. And it was, I didn't enjoy it at all, actually. But, um, and this guy with the bow tie, <laughs> yeah. I swear, I wanted to put his face in his soup. Right? Yeah, but the, was that because of who he was? Yeah. Yeah. But the time made it worse. Because I know the type you're talking about, barristers, right? Yeah. You know what barristers essentially are like? What? 80s uh, TV cooks. English TV cooks. Right, <laughs> yes. They've, they've got crazy hair, a yeah. bushy moustache. And a big bow tie. And, they and they're like, do manic. not care what anybody no, thinks. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But they're probably smart. Oh, yeah, super smart. <clears throat> but they're um, nutty. Yeah, and they're re really opinionated. Yeah, yeah, like an 80s TV cook. Before yeah. there was the celebrity chef. Yeah. These are just people that love food that happen to fall onto TV. Right. Right? Yeah. That's what a barrister is. Right. But this guy off My Kitchen Rules, he is the – he. if there was one person yeah. that was going to ruin the bow tie – for the rest of time. See, I know two he people. He reminds me of a young liberal. Well, then that's why you don't like him. I know two people who are in their, I reckon, early 30s who wear bow ties now oh, that I think about it. Yes. Well, no, I thought about it after you said that. I didn't have these guys in my head before. Mm -hmm. And they are almost acting a character of themselves. Like they are out there, boys. They're like... Hello world. They don't. They dance like they don't care who's watching. You know that kind of person. Um, what are hello boys? I don't. Even, don't know. Don't even know. Oh. I just said that. Um, anyway, my point is they they dress Natalie anyway. They dress. One of them wears braces. Do you know what I mean? Like they're kind of like I'm. Don't. Give me sucked lemon face. That's what they do because that's how they – that's, that's something themselves. that they want to do. They want to – why shouldn't they? I'm not saying they shouldn't. Yeah, you just don't like the young liberal guy off my kitchen rules. Yeah, I think that's much. your point. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Stupid. Yo, Stu. Oh, yes, homie. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's legit when you say it, isn't it? Nah. Yo. You know, I still love the fact that at the start of each podcast, you mm. rub your hands together gleefully and nobody can see it. It's one of my favorite mm. things in not just this podcast, but life. Wow. And in general. Oh, that's nice. Uh, what is in your phone? Oh, yes. This is a segment entitled, What is in your phone? What's in your phone? Wow. And I got picked on. Hey, well, I don't think mine's good. Wow. I've got I didn't something. think mine was good. Mine was supposed to be a hilarious joke, by the way. You've subsequently turned it into me, like, auditioning for freaking Australian Idol or something. Take it easy, Donna, something. All right, buddy. What do you got in your dumb phone? <laughs> well, it is a great phone, actually. Sony, the uh, one and only. Oh, my God. Hello to all my friends down at uh, Sony, bespoke phone maker and uh, just one-offs and little things like that down there. Oh, sorry, Lauren. What's in my phone? What is in my phone? Well, I'd like to plug a gig and this is a little bit local. Oh, yeah. They were a bit of a global organisation. We are. So apologies to those outside of the Melbourne CBD. Mm -hmm. But on Friday, Mm. this Friday, Mm. uh, the date would be the 13th. Friday the 13th. Hang on. Look out. Yeah. I don't know if I can recommend something on such a dodgy day. Yeah. But our uh, our mate, Downsy, (gasps) amateur historian, is part of a show. And we thought if we can't plug it, who can? Downsy uh, uh, knows his history. Well, that's right. He's no. a, he brought us much great history uh, in it to our lives. He has. And, and um, you know what, too? History can sound boring unless you remember the story part of history. And he can tell a cracker of a story. Okay. Well, as part of the Brunswick Music Festival, mm. he's got a show uh, at the Spotted Mallard, which is down there at 314 Sydney Road, with Charles Jenkins and the amateur historian. Now, Charles Jenkins, one of uh, Melbourne, Australia's most loved and prolific songwriters and singers, yep. is, uh, is banded together a, a host of uh, musos and historians to present, I'm not sure what part of history. I'm, I'm tipping it might be local stuff, seeing as it's part of the Brunswick. Sydney Road Brunswick Music Festival, mm-hmm. but who knows? All I can say is get down and see some great talkers like Downsy. What a good collaboration. Mm-hmm. And some great songwriters like Charles mm. and a whole host of people down the Spotted Mallard this Friday. How delightful. From 8pm. Friday the 13th, you can't forget it. And I think <laughs> that is well worth a plug. And we don't really do gig plugs. No, we don't. But, but that's one that sort of sticks out as little bit different to the norm. And something that's uh, very much something we'd enjoy going to see. Uh, can I mention one more thing? Yes, you phone? can, of course. Stuart Wagstaff bit the dust and we just w- yeah. would like to uh, pay tribute to him, 90 years of age. You know, I, as a kid, mm. <clears throat> I didn't know anything about Stuart Wagstaff. Yeah. I knew him from Blankety Blanks. Right. Right? Nolene Brown, Ugly Dave Gray. Yeah. Graham Kennedy. Great show. Yeah. Blankety Blanks. I don't before my time. I know I'm going to get picked on for saying that, but I watched it on repeat. Excuse me. No, but I'm saying I didn't. It was not on repeat on my TV at a time I remember. It was, and <sighs> but uh, and uh, so only since he passed away was I reading about him. He had a very long history. Yeah, and I, I thought the most interesting. Not so. That's a lie. Not the most interesting, but an interesting tidbit was. Mm. Uh, down at the Queen Victoria Markets here in Victoria, right? They've got a painting of um, the you know hundred great entertainers of the century. Oh, and uh, he wasn't on it. Um, but more recently, Rolf Harris has been removed from that, and they replaced him with Stuart Wagstaff. Did they? So he got his little place in history. Wow. So ninety, uh, a good knock, as they say. But uh, 
Well, no, decide mention it because you know sometimes he's not a he's not a Clint Eastwood. He's as far no, as I don't even really know who he is. No, see, he was a, to me he seemed like an old man when I was a kid. Right, right? I see. Yeah, but Clint Eastwood when Clint goes, that'll be a, a changing of the times. Yes, hmm. this is like that for Australian old old Aussie TV. Is that what it is? What? <laughs> How did you not follow that? But you said he's had an old Australian for old Aussie TV. No, I, that's not what I said. Oh. I see you're completely deaf. Okay, then it does explain mm. several things that have happened during yeah. today's show. Yeah. Um, hey, Faz. Yeah. Will I see you tomorrow? It's my Thursday payday. Yeah, yeah, because I can't get that 20 bucks you me. Do I? No, nah, I don't <laughs> Is what you say on payday? Get that 20, man? <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. That's great. Mm. That's a good one. All right. Uh, see you tomorrow, Payday. And you can find us if you need to find us, speak to us uh, about anything at all uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on our website. And you can leave a voicemail for us. We love those. In fact, we've got a couple oh, that we haven't played. Play. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, but do leave them and uh, you can also go and check us out on iTunes and give us a review or a rating. We love those. They do. Make a big difference to us. What are you grinning at? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Hey, have good Wednesdays, everybody. See you down at Funky Town. Oh, God. Bye.